Welcome to Today on Broadway for Friday, February 16th, 2018. I am Broadway World's Julie Musbeck, filling in for Matt. And I am Broadway star's James Marino. Matt left us all alone, Julie, didn't he? It's just us, yes. Matt is off seeing the national tour of The Lion King at the Dr. Phillips Center for the Performing Arts down in Orlando. So he's having a terrible night. He's having a ter- miserable, terrible night. <laughs> terrible night. So, uh, yeah, he's uh, doing that. And um, I appreciate you stepping in for him and not making me do this show by my lonesome. <laughs> I hate doing the show by myself. Oof. And I think that the audience hates it more than I hate making it. So. <laughs> <laughs> it feels a little like you're talking to yourself. Yeah, exactly. Anyway. Uh, first up in the news, we have a starry cast announced for next season's To Kill a Micking Bird. That's a title that <laughs> Matt made in the script there. Yes, so To Kill a Mockingbird. This show is still eight and a half months away, but on Thursday, big news came when the stars of the upcoming world premiere of Aaron Sorkin's stage adaptation of Harper Lee's classic American novel To Kill a Mockingbird was announced. Sorkin, of course, is best known as what can only be called the genius behind the West Wing. Mm-hmm. And now, as previously reported, Emmy winner and two-time Tony nominee Jeff Daniels will reunite with Sorkin and play the iconic small-town lawyer Atticus Finch. In Sorkin's adaptation, the script will be told as a memory play, so all of the children in the show are to be played by adults. The cast, including three-time Tony nominee Celia Keenan-Bolger as Scout, Will Pullen as Jem, and Gideon Glick as Dill. Also in the cast, we have Latanya Richardson-Jackson as Calpurnia, and Deken Matthew as Judge Taylor and Stark Sands as Horace Gilmore. The casting of Boo Radley has not yet been announced. And you can see the complete casting announcement by heading on over to the show notes at broadwayradio.com. Now, we also learned yesterday that this show will be a joint production between Scott Rudin and Lincoln Center. So Bartlett Shear will direct and Adam Gettle will compose an original score. Now, James, this is fairly exciting i would say for broadway i think it is going to dive into some new areas what are you thinking well i mean sorkin uh, i'm such a huge fan of anything sorkin's done and i have to look up i don't it says uh jeff daniels is reunited with sorkin so i don't remember what else sorkin and jeff daniels did together but they were uh, on the newsroom together oh that's right the newsroom yes <laughs> I loved the news from my time. Totally I love Sorkin too. Ever since Sports Night, I loved Sports Night. I don't even know what sports are basically, but I loved Sports Night. <laughs> well, the thing and thing about Sports Night was is that it really wasn't about the sports; it was about the relationships, and that's exactly. why that's why Sorkin's so great at writing because it's about you know it's not about it's not about the White House; it's about the relationships of the people that work in the White House, and he's such. He's so good at that relationship writing on A Few Good Men. It's not about the military. It's about the relationship between uh, and the conflict between everybody in the, in those stories. I I'm, I couldn't be a bigger fan. Bart Scher and Adam Gettle, I mean, wow. This looks to be really, really... It seems like just a masterpiece of professionals involved. All right, so we're excited about that. Let's move on to the next thing up is uh, MCC terminates the relationship with Neil Labute and cancels Reasons to be Pretty Happy. 
Right. So there's not a lot of information on this, especially in relation to all the conjecture. But yesterday, the MCC Theater released a statement concerning their longtime collaborator, Neil LeBute. It read, quote, MCC Theater is canceling the upcoming production of Reasons to be Pretty Happy by Neil LeBute and is terminating his tenure as its playwright in residence, effective immediately. The theater will be announcing a new play to complete the current season in the coming weeks. Now, over the years, LeBute has premiered premiered 10 plays at MCC, most recently 2016's Judith Light-led one-woman show, The Ways to Say I Love You. There's been no official reason given for MCC's move, but given the movement that we are currently in, it is easy for one to jump to conclusions. So, James, while it's easy to let your mind wander, it's probably better to just wait until more information comes out on this one. Yeah, um... The story over at Variety talks about uh, the Geffen Playhouse is about to do Fat Pig, I think it is, and uh, Variety Gordon Cox called over to uh, over to the Geffen and said, "Are you still doing Fat Pig?" And Geffen said, "No comment." Interesting. So I uh, waiting for more information to come out here. This is uh, this is a big big news story you know we've heard all the rumors about stories coming out in the new york times and the wall street journal it's seemingly for months now that you know everybody's like this week there's going to be the big story that's going to be the big breaking thing on broadway and matt and i have talked on this show often about um you know how uh, i had a utopian view of the broadway community thinking that we were better uh, and I'm hoping that this is not going to be another story along these lines, but it sure seems to be stacking up that way. Right. All right. What's up in the show and casting news? All right. We've got a number of things to talk about. First of all, we've got former American Idol David Cook is making his Broadway debut in Kinky Boots. It was announced just a day after the American Idol season five runner-up Catherine McPhee is going to make her debut in Waitress. And now the producers of Kinky Boots are revealing that season seven champion David Cook will be making his Broadway debut as Charlie Price beginning this April. Cook will take over the role from Scissor Sisters front man Jake Shears beginning on April 3rd and will play a limited run through May 5th. Cook's time in the show will overlap with that of Emmy winner Wayne Brady, who was recently announced to be returning to the show in the role of Lola from March 5th through April 26th. It was announced, also announced on Thursday that Kinky Boots will be keeping Lauren, their current Lauren, from Pentatonix Grammy winner Kirsten Maldonado, who has extended her run in the show by two and a half weeks and will now be appearing through April 26th. So, James, about this, with David Cook only scheduled to do one month in the show right before the big summer rush, it seems like the producers might have another big name like Brendan Urie to come in and carry the show through the summer. Who do you think might be on the short list, and do you think they'll continue this trend of rock and pop stars, or is it time for another Broadway favorite? Uh, over the summer, rock and pop stars, probably. I think that will... We'll get somebody uh, big there, I, you know, between you and me. I think it's Matt Temanini. <laughs> I think that sounds like his dream role. I, th- I think so, too. <laughs> you know, I think if we abuse him enough, he'll never take another night off. Oh, we should see about that, but then I can't complain. <laughs> no, 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 you can. You can. Absolutely. There's always room for you. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, Brendan Urie uh, and... I I do think that they've been able to 
pull some really good casting into that uh, in the last in the last year or so, especially. So I think they've got a good beat on who can step into that role and who can sell some tickets. Uh, you know, I think they're doing a really good job producing over Kinky Boots. Yeah, I would agree. I think that's a show that I've considered to sort of be on its way out at times, but then yeah. they keep coming up with these more creative ways of pulling people in, I think, than anybody else has. Uh, Tony Yazbek to lead the Beast of the Jungle at the Vineyard. So yesterday it was announced that Tony Yazbek and former American Ballet Theater principal dancer Irina Dvorovenko will star in the world premiere of The Beast in the Jungle at the Vineyard Theater. Dvorovenko was, of course, just announced to also be a part of the cast of Encore's Grand Hotel, while Yazbek was also listed today as one of the many stars hopping on the Spring Gala circuit, where he will be celebrating 100 years of Bernstein with HB Studio downtown. Now, The Beast in the Jungle will fuse dance, drama, and music from four-time Tony-winning composer John Kander, playwright David Thompson, and five-time Tony-winning director Susan Stroman, as it tells the story of a man haunted by personal demons whose great yet unfulfilled love affair with an unforgettable woman spans decades and continents. Performances will begin on May 4th, ahead of a May 23rd opening night. Tickets will go on sale to American Express card members on February 27th, audience rewards members on March 2nd, and the general public on March 6th. Ruthie Henschel, Sarah Tatart, and Josefina Gabrielle to lead Chicago's return to the West End. Yes, yeah, so exciting news came out of London yesterday regarding the return of Chicago to the West End. It was announced that the cast will be led by Ruthie Henshaw, who of course is a favorite around the world, who will lead the show in the role of matron Mama Morton. She'll be joined by Josephina Gabrielle, who plays Velma Kelly, and Sarah Sutart as Roxy Hart. These new cast members, of course, join Cuba Gooding Jr., who will be making his West End debut as Billy Flynn. Chicago is currently scheduled for a one-year run at the Phoenix Theater beginning March 26th, and you can go ahead and pick up your tickets right now. A starry cast, a starry cast set for the West End chess. All right, so this is an announcement that has been circling the rumor mill for a while, but it was confirmed yesterday evening by the Daily Mail's Baz Boy. Chess, chess is headed back to the stage in London, and starring in the production of the Coliseum will be Michael Ball as Anatoly, Alexandra Burke as Svetlana, Murray Head as the Arbiter, Tim Howard as Freddie, and Cassidy Jansen as Florence. Now, this production comes from the English National Opera and is directed by Lawrence Connor, whose recent credits include School of Rock and Miss Saigon on Broadway and in the West End, Les Miserables on Broadway, and the international Jesus Christ superstar Arena Tour. Now, James, I have to ask you, what are your feelings on chess? Nearly everyone I know says they love the music, but they all have their own particular ideas on how to rewrite the book. So where do you stand on this show? Oh, I, 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 I love chess, and I'm very intrigued by the many different endings of it. I have no idea how to fix it. I, <laughs> I've been involved with a number of productions of it. Uh, so uh, I'm just excited that it's coming back, and people more talented than me are taking a swing at it. Because <laughs> I, I would, like, put it inside a fish tank or something like that, and it would never work, so... It's almost coming back with a vengeance, though. We've got it in D.C. right now. It's in Copenhagen right now. It's just sort of making this big comeback. It'll be interesting to see what the different versions are like. You know, and I wonder, I, I think about 
is the resurgence of chess because of uh, because of the political times that we're in these days when chess was very big. It was the fall of the Soviet Union at the time uh, uh, in the original productions, and these days it's the resurgence uh, of of this. You know, the former Soviet Union, uh, you know, seems like Putin is trying to put it back together, getting the band back together, you know. <laughs> so uh, I, I wonder if that's it or if it's just that the uh, people are cycling through Mamma Mia and they're like, oh, those guys have another show, you know. So Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I'm not a big fan of Mamma Mia. I mean, I, I love ABBA oh, and I love the bummer. music and things like that, but uh, I thought show Mamma Mia was kind of a train wreck, although uh, it was a very lucrative train wreck for those producers. <laughs> it's just a lot of fun. I'm actually hooked right now on Muriel's Wedding, which is in Australia. Mm-hmm. We just got to hear the soundtrack for that, which is, again, Benny and Bjorn. And I'm a little obsessed with it. I kind of adore it. Yeah. I, you know, I think that they're putting together some pretty good things. We've talked about the the Australian productions. That's the same producers who are bringing King Kong, right? I think so. Yes. Yeah, I think so. And uh, they've got some. Uh, uh, they've got a good pipeline of shows heading our direction. So, all right. Uh, also, up in the news, we have the American Theatre Wing announces the 2018 Jonathan Larson Grant recipients. Yes. So yesterday, the American Theater Wing announced the recipients of this prestigious award. They are Jay Adana for Music and Lyrics, Andrew R. Butler and Andrew Farmer for Music, Lyrics and Book, Emily Kazmarek and Zoe Sarnak for Music, Lyrics and Book, and Mark Sonnenblick for Music and Lyrics. Now, this honor includes an unrestricted grant of $10,000, as well as additional support in the form of residencies, concerts, and recording grants totaling over $48,000. The prizes will be presented at a private event on March 19th. Now, this year's recipients were selected by an expert panel consisting of Here Arts Center Artistic Director Kristen Marting, two-time Tony-winning producer Scott Sanders, and none other than two-time Tony winner Patti Lapone. This award is obviously a huge honor and no doubt will give these recipients a massive leg up as they work to create new and exciting art. The winners represent some of the most promising rising talent in the industry. And really, if they're good enough for Patti Lapone, how can you disagree? Absolutely. You know, uh, Patti seems to be bouncing back pretty quickly from her hip, hip surgery at the end of War Paint. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's uh, good to see her... Keeping very busy. Now, uh, Patty, uh, did you corner these people and say, write me a show? (laughs) (laughs) You know, I have to give a shout out to Mark Sonnenblick. I worked with him over the summer about two years ago. Um, He did the show Midnight at the Never Get in the Nymph Festival. And I was just astonished by how fantastic his music and lyrics were. They were so moving and so just wonderfully done so i'm so pleased to see that he's one of the people who's been chosen see it's the good ones who win them right that's <laughs> good people win awards right that's what we hope that's what we hope <laughs> <laughs> oh i'm so glad you added this uh this uh sh- this next piece in elton john and beyonce will write a new song for the end credits of the live action the lion king i was going to mention that 
Yeah, so in movie news adjacent to Broadway, we found out an exciting little tidbit yesterday. Elton John and Beyonce are apparently working together to write a new song for the credits of the live-action remake of The Lion King. And you'll remember that Beyonce smashed her way into the headlines when it was announced that she would be starring as Nala, which everyone, I think, is very thrilled about. The movie is currently set to feature four of the film's original songs by Elton John and Tim Rice, Can You Feel the Love Tonight, I Just Can't Wait to Be King, Hakuna Matata, and Circle of Life. Now, Elton John was quoted mentioning that he and Tom are doing their best to get into the studio with Beyonce to cook up something, so this may not be 100% for sure, but no doubt she'll want to have an even bigger hand in the movie than she already does. Yeah, I I think that that will also help uh, sell some tickets, don't you think? Oh, absolutely. And sell sell the soundtrack as well, I would say. Yeah, sell some soundtracks, sell some tickets, get some some Instagram love and some YouTube love and Facebook and Twitter love. You know, that that seems to be part of the larger formula to selling uh, movies and increasingly Broadway these days, isn't it? Yeah, you really have to get a whole collection of things that's going to sort of interest people. You can't just focus on one anymore. That's true. All right. So uh, why don't you get us out of here? All right. Well, thank you all for listening to Today on Broadway. And go ahead and follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio. Now you can find me on Twitter at Julie Musback. And I am also on Instagram at Julie K26. That's K-C-A-Y. Ah, that's a confusing one. We'll have to. Put it's that my in middle show. name. Ah, <laughs> I can't help it. <laughs> so uh, we'll have to put that in the show notes as well. So in case you can't find, if you can't find Julie, you can find her there. My name is James Reno from BroadwayRadio.com and BroadwayStars.com. Uh, this weekend on uh, this week on Broadway, we have uh, Peter Felicia will be with us as well as Jan Simpson, and we're going to be talking with Katrina Link from. Uh, from the band's visits. So oh, so jealous. There. And uh, and on Monday, Matt and I will be back to be in your ear, so we'll talk to you then. Mm-hmm.